I think people are surprised at how we'd, we'd, we'd worked so hard to build up the Afghan institutions. I think people were surprised at how fragile they proved once really tested by the, the Taliban, the, the, the security, but also others. Um, but that, ref, that reflects, I think, frankly, the, the, the raw fear uh, that the ordinary Afghans have for the Taliban. We understand that the reasons that the US and indeed the previous administration took their decisions. I think the UK had been clear that we would like a conditions-based, not just a time-based approach to withdrawal. Russia's ambassador to Kabul is holding talks with the Taliban on Tuesday. Russian officials say the Taliban has behaved decently since taking control of Afghanistan. Julia Chapman reports. Taliban fighters are guarding the Russian embassy in Kabul, which officials say is operating as normal. Ambassador Dmitry Zhirnov will meet Taliban representatives to discuss security for Russian staff there. Russia's envoy on Afghanistan says the government will judge the Taliban not by words but by deeds. Russian officials have ridiculed the US for its failure in Afghanistan. Foreign Ministry spokeswoman Maria Zaharova says Joe Biden's talk of achieving goals in the country is a fantasy. Julia Chapman, Moscow. New Zealand is going into a national lockdown after one COVID-19 case was found in Auckland. Officials are now working to establish how the case that has been discovered became infected. The UK's unemployment rate continues to fall, with the Office for National Statistics reporting a rate of 4.7% now, lower than economists had predicted. Job vacancies are also at a record high as the rebound from COVID-19 restrictions continues. Laura Macon-Isherwood reports from London. The UK joblessness rate has fallen by 0.2% over the last quarter, faster than analysts expected, and now sits at 4.7%. With lockdowns easing and businesses reopening, employers are said to have been rushing to take on new staff, with the number of job vacancies advertised at a record high and half a million more people on payroll than there were three months ago. The Chancellor Rishi Sunak says the data is promising and that the government's plan for jobs is working. But there could still be some bumps in the road as the UK works to recover from the impacts of the coronavirus pandemic and the government's furlough scheme continues to be phased out. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. Today, a look at how life has changed almost overnight for millions of women and girls in Afghanistan. As the Taliban swept to power, first in regional capitals last week, then in Kabul itself over the weekend, many women immediately feared that the hard-won advances of the last 20 years will all now be swept aside. The right to study, to vote, to drive, to pick a partner, to become doctors, teachers, scientists, diplomats, and lawmakers. Lynn O'Donnell is a former Kabul bureau chief for Agence France Presse and the AP. She left Afghanistan over the weekend after completing an assignment for Foreign Policy magazine that took her all over the country talking to women and girls about their fears for the future. They're very afraid. They're staying indoors. They're um, taking to the burqa again because they see the writing on the wall. Girls in Taliban-controlled areas are not being allowed to go to school. Women are told that they have to give their jobs to their male relatives. It's a real back to the future situation for women and um, they need our support and they need our voice. President Biden on Monday insisted that the US, once it has left Afghanistan, will continue to speak out for women's rights in the country. But many women's rights leaders in Afghanistan say they feel utterly betrayed by the president and his administration. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. 
And to recap the top stories, the Taliban says it's issuing an amnesty for all government officials in Afghanistan and says they should return to work. Russia's ambassador to Kabul is holding talks with the Taliban on Tuesday. New Zealand is going into a national lockdown after one COVID-19 case was found in Auckland. And the UK's unemployment rate continues to fall and now stands at 4.7% according to the latest figures. That's the latest feature story news. Ollie Barrett reporting. This show is almost as enjoyable as hearing the sound of the toilet flush. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. You know how sometimes you're out and about and sometimes you have to access a report, maybe your bank account, maybe something that's important to you, but you don't want other people to be able to access it? I know you're probably sitting there for a moment going, well, why don't you just go into incognito mode and use that instead? Well, let me tell you something real quick. Incognito mode does not hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browser's history. Your internet service provider can still see every single website you visited and that's why even when i'm at home i never go online without using expressvpn it doesn't matter who your internet provider is it can be verizon comcast or even at&t the isp in the u.s can legally sell your information to ad companies expressvpn is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your isp can't see the sites that you visit expressvpn also keeps all of your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Most of the times, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on. It runs seamlessly in the background and is so easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're protected. ExpressVPN is available on all of your devices, phones, computers, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you not to be using it. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Wired. Wired. Visit my exclusive link at expressvpn.com slash safety and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash safety. Expressvpn.com slash safety to learn more. We all want to make sure that our family is protected in medical emergencies. What many of us don't realize is that health insurance won't always cover the full amount of an emergency medical flight. Even with comprehensive coverage, you could get hit with high deductibles and co-pays. That's why an Air MedCare Network membership is so important. As a member... If an emergency arises, you won't see a bill for air medical transport when flown by an AMCN provider. Best of all, a membership covers your entire household for as little as $85 a year. AMCN providers are called upon to transport nearly 100,000 patients a year. This is coverage no family should go without. Now, as a Jay Allen Show listener, you'll get up to a $50 e-gift card with a new membership. Simply visit airmedcarenetwork.com slash safety and use the offer code safety. And don't forget to tell them that Jay Allen sent you. Hamilton was adopted from a rescue in 2008. He really likes to be around people. I get out my mat and I'm doing a downward dog and he's underneath. He's quite the pug about town. He gets invited to a lot of parties. He knows he's a pretty big deal. Look at this little face. I was, you know, I love him. 
Hamilton the Pug, Instagram Star, and Shelter Pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. You make sure his toys don't have any sharp edges. You taught her what to do when the smoke alarm goes off. You do so much to keep your child safe. But are you using the right car seat for your child? Car crashes are a leading killer of children ages 1 to 13. Protect your child's future at every stage of life. For information on the right seat for your child, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. So you see, son, good manners are important. Should I go through it again? Yes. Yes, please. Yes, please. Exactly. Always say please, thank you, you're welcome, and excuse me. Sit up straight, hold doors open, don't speak with your mouth full, keep your elbows off the table. Share your things, play nice, and generally treat others the way you'd like to be treated. Got it? Got it. And stop picking your nose. Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But two minutes twice a day, making sure they brush their teeth is easier, and it could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. Visit 2min2x.org to find out more. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. I'm a retired school psychologist, and helping people was my thing. After my stroke, when Meals on Wheels started, I was on the other end of the stick, so to speak. My name is Julius Gaines, creative writer, poet, photographer. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. You are listening to something magical. <laughs> You're listening to the Rated R Safety Show. Oh, it could be magical, depending on how you're taking a look at it. Anyways, uh, a lot of love this morning. It seems like it's out of the box. So just in case if you've ever wondered if you're on the audio side of the house only, uh, here's what happens. When you hear those little click, 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 click. Hold on. Let's let's see if we get one, because now I'm going to say this is not going to happen. Um, but when you hear the little bloop, that right there. That means somebody's inside of the chat box chatting away. So thanks for all the people that are coming in um, and attacking there. So I appreciate it. Uh, da, 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 da. I like you. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of strange stuff coming inside of the box, but I guess that's not any different than any other day of the week as you and I are hanging out. Anyway, so let's get this started and moving and grooving and all that kind of stuff. We're going to jump around today. Just for information purposes, because uh, we got a lo- we got a long one here for you today. So here you go. Let's take you from the very top of the list of what the things that are going on. There are over one thousand nine hundred children in the U.S. hospitalized with COVID nineteen, a new pandemic record for kids. The spike is in the states of Florida, Texas, California, Ohio, and Georgia, where full full vaccination rates are below fifty five percent, according to the CDC. The news comes as a political leader. Leaders in the National Education Association are speaking out in support make, um, masking in schools. Worth noting, it is unclear the ages of the children. Pediatric cases are anyone under the age of 18, so some of these patients could be vaccinated. There also seems to be a lack of reporting of how, of how long the children remain in the hospital and whether they are confirmed to have COVID or presumed to have COVID. And what else is noted is that the report is whether those kids came in in for some of those ailments or injuries and tested positive for COVID-19 while they're there and are getting um and our kids getting sick this year either earlier than or because the lack of exposure to germs from last year would more masking make the situation worse or make it better for when masks come off again I mean there's so many different questions um that are going on right here uh, da, 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 da. I'm sorry I'm gonna try to keep up with the box today but 
that is definitely going to be a try scenario. Cannot guarantee anything that's going on. Anyways, to continue talking, um, one, uh, once again, uh, there is a video that shows thousands of Askian desperately chasing after um, after after chasing after and clinging onto the U.S. Air Force planes that are sex to taxi down the runways. Multiple people plunged to their death after the aircraft took off in frantic attempt to flee the country after the Taliban takeover. American troops tried to secure the airport but were ambushed and fired upon as the chaos unfolded. I'm sure that you've seen this because this thing has been all over the place over the last little bit uh so there you go a lot of things going on um as of yesterday um that we're seeing actually going in and about and going all around so let's get this moving and grooving right away um let's bring in johnny smalls um first thing this morning and let him talk about what is going on inside of the market beat so let's get that moving right now Here's your Market Beat Minute for Tuesday, August 17th, 2021. Equity markets began the week on an uneven footing after weaker-than-expected data from China renewed fears of slowing global economic growth. The rise of Delta COVID in China and its impact on retail sales is only the latest risk faced by the market, but one that could spark another 20% correction. The S&P 500 whipsawed from losses near 1% to small gains by the end of the day. The market's attention on Tuesday will be firmly on U.S. Retail sales. Last week's surprise decline in consumer confidence may foreshadow a weaker than expected report. Analysts are expecting sales to decline by 0.2% from the previous month. A weaker than expected number could easily send the market moving lower. And retail sales data is not the only risk. The market is also looking for earnings reports from Walmart, Target, and Home Depot, any of which could move the market. You can get the inside track in your inbox at marketbeatminute.com. Okay, thank you, Johnny Smalls, for that one. The new the the new trading week finished inside um, a mix of, with finished mixes. The Dow surged 110 points, the Nasdaq fell about 29 points, and the S and P added about 11 points. Both the Dow Industrial Average and the S and P 500 notched another um, record closing. Investors proceeded with caution as threats of the Delta variant seem seem to cause an economic slowdown. Yeah. And lessens the consumer activity. Although the gains were, um, were were tempered, Wall Street still saw a lift in the following as largely positive earnings season. Uh, Moderna slipped off the new highs of last week, falling at 4.1% uh, during Monday's session. This came after an NIH attempt to discredit the recent study showing that their virus vaccine is holding up the best against variants. So there you go. Some information going on right there, right away. Anyways, let's continue talking about some other things that are going on inside of this lovely world of because it is that um, um, uh, it is that time. Twitch just loaded and went straight to your page. Well, that's a good thing. Je- that's a good thing. Thanks, thanks, thanks. Political test. So there you go. Uh, North Dakota recorded uh, the most deaths from drug use in a decade last year. The Bismarck Tribune reports that the state saw 118 drug-related deaths in 2020, a 49% jump from the previous year. Police officers and drug treatment counselors blame social isolation due to the pandemic for the increase of substance abuse. So what do you think about that as you hear that story? Because that's definitely something to think about as we are talking this morning about the things that are going on. Uh, So I don't know. I mean, I look at it and go, yes, I can tell you for sure that um, the isolation of being away from people um, is causing a major cluster for a lot. So let's um, uh, 
um, of things going on. How do I know how many hours I, I have watched? Well, I hope you haven't been watching for hours on end because I've only been here for like 20 minutes. But thanks for um, thanks for bringing that up. But if you were listening to or if you were taking a view previously, it depends on what you had going on, because I think Bubba was here before. And that's not a joke. I'm not saying Bubba as I'm joking. I think Bubba was actually uh, the one that was streaming over here before I jumped on. Anyways, federal officials have opened a formal investigation into Tesla um, partially uh, automated driving system after a series of crashes with park emergency vehicles. The National Highway and Traffic Administration said that it has reports from 11 crashes since 2018 in which Teslas on autopilot have hit vehicles with flashing lights, flares, and illuminated arrows, um, uh, arrow board, or cones warning hazards. The investigation covers about 765,000 vehicles in which nearly every car ever sold by um, Elon's Musk company in the U.S. since 2014. So some things to think about um, right away inside of there. Anyways, I'm going to do something out of the ordinary here, I think. I think. Are we going to do it now? Are we going to hold off? Okay, I'll hold I'm going to hold off. I'm going to hold off for a few more minutes. So I, 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 I misspoke. I spoke ahead of time, apparently, it sounds like. So uh, let, let's get moving into some other directions real quick. Starting in October, the average benefit for food stamps will raise more than 25%, the largest single increase for the program's history. The increased assistance will be available to all 42 million supplemental nutrition assistance program SNAP beneficiaries. A 15% boost in SNAP benefits was ordered during the pandemic and will expire at the end of September. The increase of cost of an additional $20 billion per year. So there you go. Something to think about for sure as we are talking about it. More sarcasm than a Mortal Kombat beatdown. Rated R Safety Show. Okay, the financial firm behind the fearless girl statue outside of the New York Stock Exchange is packing up and leaving even the Big Apple State Street, State Street, the Boston-based investment firm has noticed its employees and they, has has noticed it has notified its employees that they won't be returning to their offices in Rockefeller Center. Instead, they are either can work from home or commute to the offices in New Jersey or Stamford, Connecticut. As the statue, which was moved in the current spot from standing up opposite of the charging bull, the statue in 2018, it will stay put according to the rep of the firm. So there you go. Some interesting stuff to talk about, I, um, I guess, right there. Anyways, hello, Tori Willing. Uh, everything's good. How are things with you? So there you go. Previs, I guess I will see you later. Okay, see you later. Hopefully you have a great rest of your day. Um, lawmakers in North Carolina are pushing for a bill to raise minimum age of marriage from 14 to 16. Hold on. The minimum age of marriage in North Carolina is 14? Oh, that's scary. Um, uh, limit the age difference between a 16-year-old and their... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's go back. Lawmakers in North Carolina are pushing for a bill to raise the minimum age of marriage from 14 to 16 and limit the age difference between a 16-year-old and their spouse of four, uh, four years. What is going on there? The state has long held uh, the dubious reputation of the regional destination for adults to marry children. Two, um, two-thirds of the marriages ab- applications and Buncombe County last year involved at least a person under the age of 18. Uh, the state is currently one of the 13 that allows children under the age of 16 to wed. Nine of those states have no minimum age requirements. Oh my, North Carolina, what the hell's going on over there? Oh, that's going to get me in trouble. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Radio R Safety Show. Okay, here you go. Let's talk some more about some other things. The search for survivors continues after the 7.2 magnitude earthquake 
that struck Haiti over the weekend. The Civil Protection Agency announced yesterday that the death toll has risen by 1,300 people. The number is expected to continue to rise as more bodies are recovered from the rubble. So there you go. Terrible news to hear about what's going on in Haiti, but that is what's going on for sure. Um, terrible. Just terrible news after after the earthquake um, to hear what exactly is going on. So I don't even know what to say. Once, you, once we say something along those lines, I'm just kind of stuck like Chuck in regards to what to say next because you don't want to say anything too offensive and anything too stupid. And I tend to have a combination of both things that I'm able to do relatively um, easily. We are now video streaming the Rated R Safety Show. I don't know why our host has a face for radio. Rated R Safety Show. Okay, more than a dozen people were wounded in a series of shooting across the Big Apple in, two, in a two-hour time span on Sunday night. A 20-year-old man was shooting, um, um, was shot in his shoulder. A 23-year-old man was struck in his left leg. A 27-year-old man was shot in his lower back uh, near the Springfield Gardens. All three were taken to a local hospital or in stable condition. About a half an hour later, a 32-year-old man was shot while walking near a park shortly after a 22, a 22-year-old man was shot in the face during a traffic dispute in Queens. Both men were taken to the hospital and are in stable condition. Eight victims were shot on the grounds of Brooklyn Public Housing Complex during the late-night party. Five women and three men ranging from the ages of 18 to 27 were wounded and taken to the area hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. A trio of teens were shot at the Mercedes-Benz dealership, two in stable condition, and one who who was shot in the head and is in critical condition. No arrests have been made. Um, have been made and officers do believe that the shootings were not connected. Holy shit, that's a lot of stuff going on in a very small period of time. So there you go. You deserve more viewers. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. Damn, Twitch is way better than watching people on YouTube. I agree with that comment. I will tell you, I will spend countless hours, King Rewoom, um, of actually watching some of the stuff that's actually going on here because uh, it's it's quite interesting uh, taking uh, taking a look around. Anyways, before I get too far into this, let's get into the main story and let's start talking about this um, and we'll, we'll get moving and grooving. So let's do that right now. Here is our main story on the Rated R Safety Show. Okay, so let's talk about it. Let's talk about all these things that are going on inside of the world because we tend to do that from time to time. So uh, first off, I don't even know if I should tell you how heartbroken I am because a couple of strange things happened to me yesterday. I'm, I'll t- start off with the small one. Um, I'm watching some YouTube videos on a pretty large and a 65-inch monitor um, that I have, and I'm taking a look around and kind of doing some some studying on some things that I wanted to talk about here today. And voila, out of out of the blue, and I mean just straight out of the blue, all of a sudden, the whole screen goes down. And that's not a joke. All of a sudden, it starts flickering, it starts flashing, and I'm not sure what's going on. So my, my thought process is turn this thing off and then try to turn it back on. Um, and what happens? Nothing. After I turned it off, it has decided never to come back on. And I was like, man, this TV is only four years old. But hey, whatever. The monitor shut, so I'm not even sure what to do. But that was kind of like the second event that occurred. But yesterday, I was doing this thing that I normally do. Um, so I eat like most people do. You know, not not that difficult to, co- to come about. But all of a sudden, I come in and I go in and I decide that I'm go- I'm going to go eat, that I'm going to eat. And I decide to make this pizza. I've made this uh, I've made this variation of pizza a thousand times. I've made this variation of pizza 
I mean, I can tell you, I eat it quite frequently because I like pizza, number one. And number two, it's a relatively simple thing to do. I set my oven. I go in there and I go, okay, boom, we're setting it up and we start moving the pizza. Not, not that, not that, not, not that hard to figure. I mean, not that hard to figure out, but it's one of those things that I, that I'm, I'm sitting there and I do everything like normal. No problem whatsoever. About 15, 16 minutes into the, the cooking of this pizza ordeal, I notice all of a sudden that something's not right. I look at it and I go, something's happening here that's not correct. And all of a sudden, out of the blue, after doing this so many different times of cooking the same pizza, I realize that the pizza is different than the one that I normally get. And this one is a thin crust pizza. And I was like, I normally just get the regular dough pizza, wasn't thinking anything about it. And as I realized this, everything was the same. Now there was a couple of telltale signs. Normally the pizza that I get does not have a piece of cardboard underneath it because the cauliflower is kind of just held there normally. And all of a sudden I realized, um, that there was a piece of cardboard in there, but it didn't trigger my mind. And after I noticed that I had started burning this thing, I flipped the box over and realized that instead of the standard 22 minutes that I'm supposed to cook, cook the pizza for, it it was only cooking, it was supposed to be only cooked for 15, 12 to 15 minutes. And it automatically put me into the mindset of performance modes. And so I spoke to a friend of mine very well-known friend of mine and was thinking about, you know, when we were talking about this whole thing about performance modes, he has a very great explainer about performance modes. And I said, maybe we could do that here today. So let's talk about performance modes today as part of our main story. So take a listen to this because I think you're going to like it. So this next concept I really like because it's kind of a chance to shift gears in a way. Because we've been talking a lot about theory. We got a lot of theory discussion done. Now let's talk about how we actually take that theory to action. And what I want to talk to you about is something called the performance modes, which are pretty famous. You may also hear them called SRK model. Oh, sounds fancy, doesn't it? Basically what these are is an idea developed by a a peer, an incredible studier of human systems named Jens Rasmussen. And Rasmussen said, when you think about how work is done, you really want to think about the modes in which people are doing the work. Now, he says something really important, and I'll say this a couple times. Don't think of these as categories you can choose to be a part of. Think of these as sort of contextual factors that exist in the way the work is presented to you. And what Rasmussen did was looked at errors, human mistakes, and modalities, and he said, you know what, not every mistake is the same. And so he came up with the model that we enjoy immensely because it really does provide that shift between theory and actual application. And so it's kind of interesting. Now, it starts really simply with an axis grid. So on one axis, you're going to see attention, 
And on the bottom axis, you're going to see familiarity. So we're going to measure a worker's level of attention and a worker's level of familiarity. And we're going to plot that on this chart. Now, let's just jump in, reminding ourselves that these are contextually driven places, not choices we make. And let's talk about the first one. So the first one we're going to talk about is a worker who's highly familiar with the work. They've done this job a million, billion, zillion times. I mean, they've done it a bunch of times. In fact, they've done the job so many times that the job itself no longer requires much of the worker's attention. So I'm totally going to repeat that. The job itself no longer requires much of the worker's attention. Now, this highly experienced, highly familiar worker is so experienced and so familiar with the work they're doing, the work before them, that they don't need a lot of attention. Rasmussen calls this skill-based performance mode. And it's really the first mode we're going to talk about and kind of build our case around these three separate performance modes based upon this being the foundation. So a skill-based performance mode worker is a worker who's done the job a lot of times, so many times that they no longer really need to pay attention. They can do the work and think about other things. They can think ahead or think about tomorrow or the weekend or lunch, which is what I always think about, right? That worker is in what Rasmussen calls automatic mode, automatic mode. Now, as a psychologist, you could also call that unconscious competence or in sport coaches have taken to calling this muscle memory but no matter what happens that's a worker who has high levels of skill and because they're so skilled they don't really need to pay a lot of attention so let me give you an example let's use cars today that's a good one to use so when you drive your car and you get 50 feet away from a stop sign do you consciously think to yourself, hey, I'm 50 feet away from a stop sign. I need to move my foot from the gas pedal to the brake pedal and begin pressing down on the brake lightly with 17.8 pounds of pressure per square inch. Until you get to 25 feet where you've increased the pressure to 58.6 pounds of pressure until you get to 12 feet where the pressure is now at 83.6 pounds of pressure until you get to 6 feet where the pressure's at 93.1 pounds of pressure till you get right on the line with the stop sign where you have 100% depression of the brake pedal and you've braked the car in perfect alignment with the stop sign. Do you do that? I'm waiting. So the answer is, yeah. As weird as this sounds, you totally do that. But you don't have to think about it because you've done it so many times that is kind of hardwired muscle memory. It's in your system. If you remember, if you've ever taught a kid to drive, you know this. There's some nuance and finesse around using the brake pedal. You were not born with the inherent ability to use a brake pedal. You practiced it and learned it. And over time and through experience, it's become really not a conscious decision, but really a skill-based response that's based entirely upon experience. That worker in a skill-based performance mode, that worker 
is not going to be attentive. They don't need to be attentive, but they are going to be highly experienced. So let's talk about another one of the performance modes, and there's only three. But instead of going one, two, three, let's cross the Rubicon, go all the way across the chart, and look at the third one. So if skill-based is highly familiar but not very attentive, let's look at the performance mode that requires lots of attention, highly attentive, but not very much familiarity. This performance mode, Rasmussen calls knowledge-based. Now, I want you to think about this because knowledge base is really interesting. In fact, my guys used to call it lack of knowledge base, but I'm going to build a pretty good case that Rasmussen's choice of knowledge base is probably pretty effective when you think about creating a stable system. This is a worker who's not done the job before. So maybe they have zero experience or very little experience, and because they haven't done the job before, they actually have to count on their level of attentiveness to ensure they can successfully perform the task. What they're going to do is they're going to think their way out of getting into trouble. That's a really interesting part of thinking about knowledge base because you don't really have experience to lean on, which is super good to lean on. And because you don't have that experience to lean on, you have to think your way into doing the job better. So an example of knowledge base, I guess we're sort of married to car examples, so I'll use another one, would be, have you ever driven in a country where they drive on the opposite side of the road from the country in which you live? So like I'm in the United States, so if I drive in Australia or the Bahamas or England, right, or Japan, there's plenty of places, Ireland, we could talk about a ton of them, they drive on the opposite side of the road. I would say the wrong side of the road, but that's a debate for a different time. That's a really good example when you first get into the country and start driving the rental car around. That's a really good example of being into knowledge base because everything looks and feels the same. I mean, you're familiar with driving the vehicle, and yet fundamentally it is different. And what's different is you're sitting on the other side of the vehicle and you're driving on the other side of the road. And so you don't have a lot of experience with that because you come from a place that drives on completely the opposite side of the road. And so therefore, in order to ensure your safety or your reliability, you actually have to tell yourself to drive on the opposite side of the road. So like I have to go a lot to Australia and I used to always pick up a rental car and drive out to the site. But I had to stop doing that because I couldn't sleep at night because I was so worried about driving the next day. And I wasn't going to drive on the, I wasn't going to die on the major highway. In fact, I wasn't even going to die on the big roads. I was going to die driving out of the parking lot of the hotel because I would turn directly into head on traffic or crossing the street. I <laughs> think about that. In fact, I have a rule. If I'm driving on the opposite side and you're riding with me, you cannot talk to me unless you have to say, oh, my God, we're going to die. Then you can totally talk to me. That is a really good example of a worker in knowledge-based performance mode. Because their familiarity with the task is low or non-existent, 
they actually count on their ability to be extra attentive, to be super situationally aware, to be 100% in the game to ensure success. So if skill-based is highly familiar but not very attentive, and knowledge-based is highly attentive but not very familiar, and we have one left because I told you there's three, the third one would be somewhere in the middle of skill-based and knowledge-based. And Rasmussen calls this one rule-based. That's a worker who's following a rule, a worker in an if-then scenario. If this happens, then they tell me I need to do that. That's a worker who's got some experience, uh, certainly not zero experience. They've got probably pretty healthy experience. And because they have some experience, they have to engage some attention. If they had tons of experience, probably didn't need to engage attention. If they had zero experience, they only engage attention, but they're right there in the middle. And rule-based is really interesting because rule-based says, when you do this job, you follow this practice. This standard operating procedure, this SOP, or this procedure, or this process, or the directions if you buy something from Ikea, right? That, that's, that's, Ikea is the best example. It's not really a driving example, but it's the best example of putting you into rule-based mode. Because you know you're going to build a bookshelf. didn't cost very much, but it looked like a bookshelf. You bring it home, you start to put it together, and you realize, huh, hmm, this isn't going together like a normal bookshelf. I'm going to have to actually read the instructions, or watch a YouTube video. All of those things are pretty good indicators that the worker is in some type of rule-based behavior. So let's recap a little, because we've talked about all three now. And these are the three. And remember, these aren't choices. You don't choose to be in skill-based or rule-based or even knowledge-based. These are really functions of the workplace context in which you are placed. And so... We know that a worker that's highly familiar and not very attentive is counting on experience. We know a worker who's somewhat familiar and therefore somewhat attentive is probably following the procedure there in rule. And a worker that's highly attentive, 100% in the game, but not very experienced, they're in knowledge base. Now, all of this is the theory part of Rasmussen's model. And I told you earlier that this would be an interesting time because you'd probably switch from theory to application. Well, here it comes. Here comes the application. Because the next question I'd ask you is, in your opinion, which one of these performance modes can you expect the safest and most reliable performance from? And there is a winner. There absolutely is an answer. And the answer is not Knowledge, even though they're 100% attentive. Not rule, even though they're following the procedure. That one's got a little edge on it. It kind of hurts to say that one out loud. It's skill-based. Because what Rasmussen's research found is that a worker in skill-based performance mode fails, makes a mistake, about one out of every 10,000 to one out of every 100,000 iterations of the task. And when they do fail, they fail because they were inattentive, right? That makes perfect sense. So Kenny, the alligator wrestler, the guy who sticks his head in the alligator, 
Sweat falls off his forehead onto the alligator's mouth. The alligator bites him. He forgot to wipe the sweat off his forehead. We can tell immediately that he's in skill-based performance mode. The next most reliable one is rule-based. Procedural adherence gives workers a failure ratio of about one in a thousand. So every thousand times you do a job using the procedure, you can expect one failure. And that's actually still really stunning information. You Lean Six Sigma people know that's well within sort of normal operational reliability. That's a pretty good rate to have. What's interesting is that the least reliable one is knowledge. And so if skill is one in 10,000 and rule is one in a thousand, what are you guessing knowledge is going to be? Any guess? You'll never guess. It's one in two. It's a coin flip. And that's exactly what Rasmussen says, that when a worker's thinking their way into reliable performance, they're basically just flipping a coin and determining which is the best answer. And so obviously it becomes really important to not only think about the context we create so we can think about the performance mode the workers are in, but also it becomes really important to understand these when failure happens because what this does is really two important things. First, it tells us how to respond to a failure. And then secondly, and maybe more importantly, it tells us how to defend if the workers are in a performance mode that we can specifically identify. So if something bad happens, the first thing you want to ask is, was the worker in knowledge-based mode? Were they in rule-based mode? Or were they in skill-based mode? And you can learn that from the context of the failure. The reason you want to know that is because Rasmussen says you really can't respond to an event until you understand what mode the event happened in for the worker. And here's what he says. That the very worst thing you can do for a skill-based mode failure, so highly experienced worker done the job a million times, is to retrain the worker or rewrite the procedure. And the reason he says that's a bad outcome is because what happens is you're shifting the performance mode that the worker finds themselves in. So a highly experienced worker who makes a mistake doesn't need to go to training on how to not make a mistake. In fact, they could probably deliver the training on how not to make that mistake. But what we do organizationally is when something bad happens, we retrain the worker and rewrite the procedure. And the problem is, is when you retrain the worker, you're actually pushing them out of skill-based mode into rule-based mode at least, maybe even into knowledge-based mode. And when you write that new procedure, that absolutely ensures you're removing the benefit of their experience. So you look at these three performance modes and you think, well, huh, how should I respond? Well, the answer is pretty easy. If the failure happens in knowledge-based mode, believe it or not, training is the perfect answer. That's when you want to engage better knowledge so they have a better foundation upon which to draw from when they do this job. If the failure happens in rule-based mode, you really want to do a, a rewrite on the procedure. That's the perfect time to actually make the procedure better. If the failure happens in skill-based mode, Rasmussen says don't retrain, don't rewrite, 
learn from it. Because the opportunity to learn is really rich because expert performers are in a position where they can actually fully understand the multiple conditions that had to exist for that failure to take place. What's remarkable is that makes learning a corrective action. Knowing these performance modes help you, helps you understand how to respond, but even more importantly, it helps you understand how to defend. The performance modes are important, and I want you to think about them, but don't think of them as predictive, and don't think of them as prescriptive. Think of them as a context factor that exists in the conditions in which we place workers to do their work. You don't get to pick your performance mode. In fact, your performance mode picks you based upon the context of the work that's around you. It's a really cool concept, and I'm glad we got to spend some time talking about it. So there you go. If you really think about it, a lot of your life kind of surrounds the whole thing of performance modes when it's all said and done. Something to think about as we are going through the transition and it's kind of interesting that something as simple as uh, essentially burning a pizza got me to the story of sharing this. Anyways, thanks to Todd Conklin uh, for the actual information um, that was presented right there. But I wanted to definitely share that with you this morning as we were taking a look around. Don't worry. We're going to get into some more stuff relatively quick. It is 50 minutes past the top of the hour. Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Okay, so let's get moving and grooving and talking about some things that are going on out there. So let me get into this real quick before we get too far into the whole thing. Let's talk about my friends at the AFSP. That's AFSP. That's the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Whether you have struggled with suicide yourself or have lost a loved one, know that you're not alone. Hear about personal experiences from people in your local communities whose lives have been impacted by suicide and depression. Yes, it is It is a crucial conversation to have, not sometimes, but all the time. To find out more information, you can go to AFSP.org. That's AFSP.org. Or call 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. Or text the word TALK. Two seven four one seven four one. Anyways, that's what's going on there. Please don't don't hesitate to actually finding out more information by going to their website or texting over over there to find out more info. I mean, because here's the thing: it might not apply to you today, but it's always good to have a lot of knowledge about this subject just in case something ever happens. Um, and then you need to actually have a conversation with someone or are able to share information and keep them out. Keep think about it. Anytime that you get a chance to build local community, I think it's important to be able to do so as well. Anyways, let's continue talking about some other things going on inside of the world of the news here. Uh, did you know that International Space Station got an eagerly anticipated delivery last week? A cargo, sh- a cargo ship containing fresh apples, tomatoes, kiwis, and best of all, pizza. Yeah, for seven. Actually, it was a pizza kit, so it took the astronauts to get their own uh, picking hot pies right there. As far as a cry from typical space food, um, trying to replicate the comforts of home has been um, important to astronauts since the early days of the program. In 1969, Buzz Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong tried to butter bread on the Apollo 11. And in 1971, Apollo 14 Commander Alan Shepard feasted on a hot dog. And you think that it's inconvenient when you get your, your pizza order wrong. So think about that having to go that whole that whole way um to be able to do so so that's something something to think about for sure 
as we are talking here. Anyways, let's talk about some other stuff before I get you the hell out of here, unless you're going to come out and hang out on RadioBig.fm. If you're looking for some birthdays for today, let me give you some of the ones that are out there. Uh, Paige, former wrestler, turns 29. Austin Butler, 30. Rudy Gray turns 35. John Olson turns 39. Tammy Townsend, 51. Donnie Wahlberg, 52. Sean Penn, 61. Lady Colin Campbell, turned 72, and Robert De Niro turned 78 today. On things that happened back on this date, back in 2020, the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill is the first college to send students home and convert to online classes after 135 cases of COVID-19 were reported on campus. That was back in 2020. If you're looking for some reasons to celebrate today, here you go. National Nonprofit Day, National Massachusetts Day, National I Love My Feet Day. Oh, there you go. There's going to be a lot of people out for that one. Uh, National Thrift Shopping Day and Black Cat Appreciation Day. I don't know if you, I don't know if that very cool was about the about the feet thing, but thanks for um, referencing that inside of the box. So there you go. Some things going on over there on that side of the woods for sure. Anyways, let's continue talking a little bit more right here. Um, boom, 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 boom. We're going to have a lot of information if you come over to RadioBig.fm, just just FYI. Um, I'm going to give you some scoops of BS real quick. Apple is rumored to be unveiling its new iPhone 13 in less than a month. Apple keeps improving products that don't need improvement. I don't understand that. Um, like, you know, the Radar R Safety Show has been improvement for years, and I haven't done a damn thing. I mean, it's needed improvement for years for sure. So there you go. Um, a 100-year-old great granny is officially the, the world's oldest power lifter. She just competed in the nationwide competition, but things took a turn for the worse when she executed the deadlift. Researchers say that shopping causes um, people to feel depressed and alone, which in turn causes them to shop even more. Yeah, I know. This is called the circle of wife. Did you know that Terminator 2 Arnold Schwarzenegger was paid $15 million? That's $21,429 for each word that he spoke or $7.5 million per word that he that you could actually understand. Sean Penn is 61 today. He's looking forward to relaxing, taking a relaxing day at home, punching out the candles on his cake. So there you go. Some fun stuff going on on that side of the woods for sure. Um, just some other stuff real quick um, as we get into it, because we always want to get into some 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 more things just in case. Here's some whack facts for today. Lady Gaga taught herself to play the piano at the age of four. Liam Payne has a dirty spoon. Jennifer Lopez was Madonna's first choice to perform with and, of course, Kiss at the 2003 MTV Music Awards. Britney Spears eventually got the gig. Dennis Rodman has uh, 28 siblings. Wow, holy. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's mom was looking looking at the Leonardo da Vinci painting in a museum in Italy when Leo first kicked, and that was the name was Leonardo. So just in case you didn't know that. And then Willie Nelson wrote the song on the road again on an airplane on an airplane's barf bag and that's not a joke that's some serious business real quick just talking about that anyways if you need a random joke for today here's one that i'll give you real quick why is it that landlords these days want 2021 prices with 1993 kitchens and bathrooms i'm just asking the question I will tell you the price of real estate and rental properties are just out of out of the off the off the market here. I mean, just entirely crazy in the total cost when you start thinking about it. Anyways, if you need a phone starter for today, try this one. What obscure interests do you have? 
you don't have to say them out loud and definitely don't have to type them into the box after some of the stuff that we've seen in there in the box this morning. Um, so there you go. Uh, da, 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 da. If you need something else real quick, here you go. Something for the water cooler. Here's a question you can come up with. A survey says that if you are a parent, you are more likely to enjoy this beverage on a regular basis. What is it? Do you know what it is? Because I think this one's kind of relatively easy. Chocolate milk. Of course, chocolate milk, the default go-to drink for when your kid comes and tries to attack you and you have something to go to right away. Anyways, you have been, been listening to the Rated R, to the Rated R Safety Show. Listen to this. You've been listening to the Rated R Safety Show exclusively on RadioBig.fm and on SafetyFM.com. Now, listen, I'm going to go over to Radio Big exclusively. We're going to do some music. We're going to talk about some news, play some music, all that kind of fun stuff. So you can come over and hang out with us if you want to do that. That's kind of some fun times and some of the things that we actually do. So don't forget to come and hang out. By the way, thanks for all the people that contacted me yesterday about this thing. Here's that sign. Um, I am not speaking at any safety conference or expo. So if you're interested in downloading it, you're more than welcome on doing that. You just need to go to safetyfm.com and type in forward slash I am not. That will be readily available for you if you want to, you know, take a, a little gander right there. I'll put the I'll put the the QR code on the screen if you just want to scan right there and go from there anyway so thanks for coming out hanging out we always got some, all kinds of stuff going on here at safetyfm.com and on radiobig.fm here's the other thing we did the ask me anything episode on the jay allen show so if you want to go take a listen to that feel free on doing that this morning answered all the questions that i could get a hold of or at least that we could do in that certain time frame so hopefully you will enjoy them and we can get actually um get another round of those done uh relatively quick anyways thanks for taking a listen if i can leave you with a thought for today i would love to leave you with this one if you cannot do great things do small things in a great way if you can't do small things or if you can't do great things do small things in a great way believe me it will have a a change in your life maybe we should start talking about flowing like water Maybe we'll, that's something we'll talk about here in the very near future. Anyways, I know who you are. You know who I am. Duh. Love you, mean it, and goodbye. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.